Dwayne Nickers. Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Nickish. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Faiz here on this June 12th, 2022 edition of the show. Uh, and before we continue, we'd like to ask you guys to check out our website, nick-ish.com. We got tons of hats and hoodies still for sale. We got some more coming on the way, coming along the way, and uh, I think you guys will be excited for it. And uh, if you guys have another quick moment, if you could just give us that five star review on Spotify and Apple. We truly appreciate us. We do appreciate us, too. I'll take it, bro. I'll take that earlier. We do appreciate us, and we appreciate our listeners. You mean us being the Nickish family. You see? Smooth segue right there. <laughs> also, check out our guy Omar's uh, new piece. He did, like, a quick, like, run-through. Shout-outs to the old adage being, you know, once a Nick, always a Nick. He gave a shout-out to, you know, a couple of couple of names that are near and dear to our heart, like, you know, one Frank Milikina. So definitely check out that piece on the Nickish website. And uh, yeah, we do appreciate us, us being the Nickish family. <laughs> Yo, you know it's, what I mean? it's it's past 10 p.m. I think we've never way gone past this our late. bedtimes. You know it's what I mean? Like it's usually 12 hours earlier. I'm I'm so shot right now, but I'm still excited for this episode. Uh, Faiz, how are you doing? What's going on with you? Man, while while Mo's battling off, uh, early onset dementia and fucking any sort of Alzheimer's, I'm I'm down bad. I'm I'm gonna keep it a stack with you guys. I'm down bad. The Rangers lose an ugly fashion yesterday. I it was, it was it. That was that's all we had left. That was that was playoff New York sports, and it's it's gone from my hands again. I I can't. I'm I'm pissed off. I'm upset. I know we should be happy that you know a young team like this made it this far, but it, it's. It's so frustrating to see your team lose. How are you guys feeling? Doing all right, man. I mean, all I can say to that, to you know, for that struggle and for our fellow Knicks fans that also have to be Rangers fans, like, yo, you know, think about the duality of the seasons y'all both, like, y'all had with your, both your respective teams. You I mean, not like, you know, both, both those teams. With the Knicks, it was like a different type of disappointment with the Rangers. This, it's painful, but like, y'all, you know what I mean? Like, not to be, you know, a captain, you know, moral victory here, but yeah, at least y'all made, made it to the, was it the Stanley Cup, the finals? I mean, Eastern Conference uh, finals. Yeah, who is Stanley? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Enough of that. That's Enough a valid that. question. I have no. Who is is Stanley? Not uh, so, look. Is that a is that a? Can we break the first guy who won? I don't know. They found they found the NHL. He's some Canadian dude. Like he should, like, he didn't even like create the NHL. He just found it. It's, it was a league. <laughs> just working out of a barn. He's, he's, Stanley was a man. Just walked in there when he was supposed to be there. All right. Um, game five coming up on Monday. We did have a legendary game four. Or no, was that game three? Or game, game three. Four? Uh, yeah. Game four. Game four. Game four, yeah. See, see, numbers are even hard past past our bedtime. You know what I mean? Um, yo, Steph, bro. I think we got to start off with just like what we saw, because I feel like we saw history being made. Um, and a lot of you know pundits out there are already kind of echoing the same thing. But like m- me, at least me personally, as far as somebody that wasn't as critical of Steph, because you know we were talking about this offline. There seems to be a middle ground as far as like Steph's finals performances that people do not want to engage with. Some people think erroneously that he's been underperforming the finals. Some people think that, like, you know what I mean, he's been great. I think he's in that middle ground except for this series where I feel like he's been distinctly the most best player on the court between both teams. And 
Yo, what he did against Boston, bro, it was like, he shut that crowd up, you know what I mean? Like, fuck Boston. You know you know how, how near and dear that is to my heart, you know what I mean? So, Steph was a monster out there, and yeah, man, we got to start off right there. What do you, How y'all feeling about, you know, Chef Curry and what he did to the Celtics? I mean, one of the greatest players of all time, and we're seeing it game in, game out right now in these NBA Finals. What he, he dropped 43 points, 7 threes, 10 rebounds, and he Oof. is coming off a game where Al Horford just dropped right on his leg and you know there was some concern whether or not he'd be able to play the next game and came out and just did some historic shit right there so i mean he's he's proving all the doubters wrong what, what was it in prior in prior seasons it was uh steph can't elevate his game in the nba finals he's doing that uh there's concerns on whether or not he'd be able to ball out without a true co-star like clay thompson from 2019 but he's doing that and kd and uh you know, he's he's carrying his team and when his second best player, no disrespect, it's Andrew Wiggins, who isn't known to be a second best player on a team that's in the NBA finals and he's doing that. And shout out to Andrew Wiggins, we'll get to him soon. But no nah, yeah. Chef Curry is playing at a level that is you know, if he if he keeps it up and they win this title while the rest of the team is playing at the level that they're playing, he's he's gonna be put into that top ten conversation of all time. And uh, you know, maybe that maybe that argument can be made now. We'll uh you know, we have plenty of time to get into that debate, but um, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Steph Curry. I think it's about time we see a player, you know, it, who's head and shoulders above the rest as far as talent level. So shout out, shout out Steph, bro. He's killing it right now. Yeah, I mean, this this is it. This is what separates, uh, you know, the boys from the men. And uh, now I feel like Steph has really put himself on that LeBron level. And, you know, before, I would say Steph was always there. We always knew he had it. Regular season-wise, he's one of the most phenomenal players. He has literally changed the game and manipulated it to benefit his size, which is usually looked at as a disadvantage in this NBA. You know, uh, be, being a smaller player, more shifty, but we're seeing it now. He's literally setting himself aside with that with LeBron, that big group, because he's carrying his team right now, like Mo said, you know, the 40 points, 10 rebounds, a big amount for Steph, showing you the willpower, the, the what he really wants. And, you know, even besides all that, this team isn't really... This this isn't the big three that we were so terrified of, of Draymond, Clay, and, you know, KD. And this is Steph, uh, old man Steph, like old man Logan, you know, really just trying to prove himself. And the rest of the guys, like, yes, Andrew Wiggins played his part, but there's no second guy who's there, like, consistently for him. Sometimes it's Poole, sometimes Clay has it going on again, but Draymond's been fouling out a little bit of a shell of himself. His mom violated him on Instagram and Twitter and shit. <laughs> Dude, you feel me? So, like, Steph has been really doing it, and I, this is a finals MVP performance. And that game last, that last game, Friday's game, was, like, I was, I was at a spot watching it, and it's like, it felt like one of those moments where you're watching history and like that type of basketball game where it's like, I remember where I was when I watched that because right, it, right. it was just such a good game. But what makes it even better is that this series is far from over. You know, just getting it 2-2, both teams splitting it, I, I feel like it, it makes it real, real interesting from here. So I, I, I love Steph's performance, but I really don't feel like it tips them over like, all the way. I feel like there isn't like a huge momentum shift. The momentum is definitely towards the Warriors right now, but it doesn't feel like a huge shift like it generally does. Boston's defense still looking good. I mean, it's it's, it's an interesting call with the momentum because I would argue the other way just because I feel like Boston took kind of like what I was thinking is just like, you know, we were joking. They're like a young team on the rise. It'd be a good kind of like story point in their narrative. Like, oh, this is the young team. They meet the old dynasty. They lose in right. their first finals appearance. 
and I almost feel like I don't know. There's no way to quantify this, but I feel like being a young team like that, fun, they, they straight up fumbled game four. They had a crazy crowd that was way behind them. Yeah, you had the whole crowd against Draymond. Anytime he touched the ball and like attempted one of his five shot attempts in the game, they was booing. You know what I mean? So like the very fact that they not only gave away a lead but also just like allowed the floodgates to open. You know, because like like you said to your point, the defense is still on point, but it's almost like they instead of like blitzing stuff as we always saw in in, in the NBA Finals prior. They were just like, all right, you know what? We're going to make sure there's always a hand in your face, be it Al Horford, Rob Williams, or whatever. But we're going to make sure nobody else cooks. And Steph made him pay. And almost kind of, not to invoke this name because I'm an AI stand, but almost remind you of that when he was like AI was going against the Lakers and it was just mm. kind of just AI and a bunch of like offensive nobodies. And not to like r- draw that direct comparison, but like to your to, to your point, Faiz, Clay's looking like a shell of himself. Andrew Wiggins has definitely been the second. The number player. two, the number two has been shaky for, exactly, for the Warriors. Exactly, but like I feel like consistently, Andrew Wiggins has been that number two guy. Yeah, but yeah. That says a lot about just like t- you know to our point that like yeah, he, I feel like Andrew Wiggins is perfectly fine as the number two guy, but his production has been like like third option level. You know what I mean? Like you'd right. want like a second star. Steph is doing the job for one and two right exactly, now. Exactly, right? Like that's the finals MVP performance we're talking about. Like exactly. LeBron-esque. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. job of two players on the court, basically. Exactly. And like we thought like Clay would kind of bring some of that heat that he did prior. Like Clay was always there. He, he made a big good. shot. He made a big shot in the fourth, but it, overall poor shooting performance. Exactly. Exactly. So with Steph, it's almost like that's what almost like to the Steph haters, to their point, it's like he needed that kind of like performance where he put the team on his back and this was that almost to me you know what i mean like wiggins what's even more crazy is like the fact that he had like what 15 16 boards and like for the longest time when wiggins was it was in minnesota it was like people were begging for him to get get you know just get four rebounds wiggins just please just <laughs> at least get half of 10 not even double digit rebound just get give me five you know what i mean he, he would give him 3.5 no more no less you know what i mean <laughs> this man has 16 in nba finals games so shows how bad he wants against it against right a now. much bigger team yo and you know what i mean and that just shows like one props to steve kerr and the golden state culture and two like props to wiggins for like that individual effort because that's what rebounding really boils down to him and Steph, individual efforts. D- defense, too, man. His defense on Tatum has been on exactly, point. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And then that's why I kind of want to go to that momentum, like, uh, conversation we like you were hitting on, Faiz. Like, I do think this could spell bad things. I wouldn't even be surprised. My bold prediction right now at this stage is, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State blows the doors off of Boston in this next coming game. Because mm. that seems like a trademark Golden State thing to happen. You know, I feel like... Especially at Oracle? Yeah, if, if Clay has a game where he finally heats up, and we might even get to that, but, you know, like, just ho- our hopes for him, because I'm almost near hopeless for Clay to, like, revive himself, but, like, if he's going to have a resurrection, it's going to be in this game, I feel like. That's my take. What y'all, what y'all think? I mean, and actually, yo, Mo, what do you think about the momentum? Be the tiebreaker here, because yeah. it feels like... You know what I mean? I, 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 I yeah, really yeah. hope you're right, because my whole fuck Boston mentality is always going to be there for the rest of my life. Absolutely, but, yeah. But... Yeah. At the end of the day, both of these teams, neither team has lost back-to-back games in the playoffs. Both, both the Warriors and both Boston and, and Boston as well. So that's why they're two and two locked up. Um, I don't know if they're going to splitting be able both to... games at at their home courts. They split both exactly, games. Like exactly. it's, it just feels so neck and neck. Exactly. Like they're, they're yep, yep. an even matchup. So maybe maybe the Warriors can be that team that who can finally beat Boston in back-to-back games. It's gonna be very tough. I don't know if they'll be able to blow them out because I don't really see any change that they're gonna do as long as Boston focuses on the one guy. Steph Curry and make a game plan for him because we know their coaching staff is excellent with making adjustments and just just, just close up close up Steph as much as you can focus on him let the rest of the team 
be the ones to beat you if they're ever going to do it. And who, who from that team is going to be able to drop 20-plus points in the next game? Maybe Wiggins. Clay can't seem to get past that threshold. And Draymond is is supposed to nah. supposed to be that player who is you know able to elevate everyone he, else's game. You know, he better wake up. up and apologize if he, if Draymond even dreams about scoring twenty in a dream. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but the thing is, like, we don't. They don't even need that. They just need him to like just wake up, man. Like you know, get more involved on defense. Like He's, get back in the passing. He has like, more he, fouls <laughs> and points. It's it's but it's so weird. Like Draymond was one of the biggest reasons that the the Warriors even got up to here, considering regular season play. We saw a lot of old Draymond this year, yeah. and in the playoffs, he's been kind of uh, I want to say a non-factor. Honestly, it's frustrating. But you know, guys, to your guys' point, I will. I am saying that first. I do believe the Warriors have the momentum now, but I don't think it's like the complete shifting momentum or like the series has completely swayed in their favor i feel like i definitely do see the warriors taking the next game but i feel like the celtics are a stronghold like they're they're gonna stay in it i feel me, like these guys their defense so, are there to that point though, are you like i definitely i definitely see where you come from but like it's also like are you worried about tatum at all though you know what i mean because if we're talking about momentum i feel like going into the series i feel like perception wise collectively more people thought tatum was closer to steph than he might have been but i feel right. like my, me personally i feel like that 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 gap between them is, oh. is pretty big. Like it, to me, Steph is clear cut mm. the best player on, on either team. So what does that say as far as like Boston situation? Are you worried about Tatum? Because like I don't think he's had like that signature scoring performance that which he's what he's known for. Right, he's the bucket getter. I know he had a 13 assists in game one, but it's been quiet as far as like that that fiery offensive performance. It, so it's inefficient. Design, obviously, with so so inefficient. Him. But yeah, but like. What do you think? Are you worried about Tatum, or like, do you think he's due for that kind of performance as well? Like his version of the Steph performance. Does he have it in him? You know. I, I before I even get into that, I just love the NBA Finals. I love these playoffs because it's like love before this series, love it. like right before this series, it's like <laughs> Tatum and Woo! Steph. Steph and Tatum are right there, and it's like a it's like a fucking anime or something, bro. Yeah. Steph comes and slays this shit, proves that he is the best player, like one of. the easily one of the best players in the world that br- makes that gap between him and Tatum like uh, Tatum so much bigger but to answer your question I don't think Tatum really has it in him like that I think he's been doing too much of the Kobe stuff <laughs> you know like chill out a little bit before you do all this Kobe you know win the finals and then do your Kobe montage but I'm going to say Jalen Brown has stepped the fuck up. He has been so impressive that I feel like he has been making up for a lot of Tatum's downfalls where he has shown that he is a clear-cut number two, maybe even a 1A, 1B scenario. So I'm still worried about Tatum, but I feel like Jalen Brown himself as an X-Factor has gone beyond proving himself. So I feel like he's been keeping them in these games and he's been a big factor when Tatum has been off. So as long as he's still got it going on, it's good. If Jalen falls too, I don't see a way that they, the Celtics could make up for it. I, I'd be worried. I would be worried if I was a Boston fan for Tatum because he has not broken that thirty-point threshold yet. He's he's right. shooting over twenty shots per game, twenty-three in the last game, six turnovers so in the last game as well. And you know, credit to Andrew Wiggins. He's he's the guy who's primarily defending him, and he's a former number one pick who a lot of people trashed and said that maybe he was like. Not a bus level, but like close to it. Nah, he was getting bust. Nah, he was. Uh, yeah, he, a lot of overhype. A lot of overhype. He got the back from Minnesota, and like the story that went around. Y'all remember the story? The owner was yeah. like, "I'm gonna shake your hand. You're gonna look me in the eye. You're gonna promise to get better, right?" And Wiggins like, "Yeah." And he went to go count his money <laughs> and go hit up his fake doctor for a fake, I don't know, vaccine 
excuse yeah. card, whatever the and fuck that happened. Last the two summer. games that Boston won, you can't say that they won because of Jason Tatum. And he should no. be the guy that you point at. I mean, Jalen Brown scored as many points as, as Tatum has, maybe even more. And they won an, an earlier game because of Al Horford and other players that are in the team that are stepping up. And Jay, The others. And the yeah. others, yeah. And Jason Tatum's not doing that. So until he breaks that 30-point threshold, that's he's he's not the best He's supposed to be the best player, and by name he is. And maybe you know when you're watching the game, he he's playing like that. But I don't know, man. The 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 numbers show otherwise, and he. No, even the eye test, I would say he he's not a lot of bad shots, a lot of bad I mean, poor shot selection and whatnot. Are we being too harsh on Tatum? Because like I know, like me personally, I brought up like the Kawhi comparison before the series started, and like I haven't seen that like assertive or dominance from him. Like where like even like yeah, I think people that would defend Tatum, aka Boston fans. They have a point in that, like, he's doing his job as far as, like, the way Golden State's trying to play him. There's a reason Jalen's going off at certain moments because, like, they're not tailoring the defense to stop Jalen. Until, like, maybe, like, the fourth quarter in the last game where, oddly enough, Kerr adjusted and he put Clay on uh, Br- Jalen for a little bit and that seemed to work a little bit. You know, who knew that, like, a dude that had two devastating leg surgeries would be better sizing up a position. But, you know, I'm going to let Kerr figure that out. But with, like, Tatum... Are we being too too harsh on him? Is is my kind of point, or like sh- we should expect him to like kind of have that Kawhi performance, like just kind of. This is the over. biggest stage. Which, which like, other pl- superstar player on a team will we give that pass to? I mean, if, if this were Giannis, we wouldn't be doing it. For Devin Booker got no, got know, shat Devil, on. Devil is a, a vodka yeah. dude right now. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I don't like, think any other player would get that. Tatum's pass. nineteen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's only nineteen, bro. Nah, he, he, he Kobe he like Kobe 20. number two, right? Like that's that's all we're seeing. <laughs> Kobe clips at Jason Tatum. He Kobe, but like. He can't be. He's not dropping the buckets to to show that. So enough with those clips, man. I, I, drop drop forty and then keep keep those going. Just put Y'all put on a pause harsh, for now. The only nineteen year old to be a, a, a six year NBA veteran. This is just <laughs> mad harsh, mad harsh. Come on, man. I can barely even buy a drink. He can't buy a drink now, no, bro. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I think you're confusing him with Deuce, bro. You're confusing nah, was, him with his son, bro. That, that was the whole fucking meme for, like, Mad Long from Celtics fans. But Tatum would do anything good. They're like, he's only 19. Oh, I remember that? this. And I remember this. He's only 19. Like, we, we, we took that for RJ. But I'm just I remember like, yo. This. I was like, <laughs> yeah, Tatum. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Matt, you're on the biggest stage in the world. And this is what we're talking about when it's de- separating the boys from the men. You know, Steph mm-hmm. Curry differentiated himself in this series. And that's what you hope Tatum would do. And, you know, this is where you want to see that Kobe-esque or even like, you know, Kawhi-esque performances. Like, like hijack the game. Yeah, like you want to see him. Like, I know it's like kind of like cliche to say, but... Add something, like, show something else that you've been working on. Try something new. Like, these guys can't get you. Like, read the game in a way where you make open shots for yourself. That's why, that's why Kawhi, we compare him to, like, a computer. It feels right, like right. every time he plays a game, like, he analyzes and boots up another program. Adds, like, you know, takes a different shot that maybe these guys haven't seen. And I feel like Tatum has a bag. I don't understand why he's not getting deeper into it and, and settling for these Sometimes uh, just straight up ugly jump shots. Like yeah. you're not Kobe, bro. You are not Kobe. Like, and I feel like as a Kobe fan, he should know that he's not Kobe. You know, like it's it's not even his fault. The media is really trying to push this narrative for some reason. I I don't know why. This man he's he's leaning into it, bro. He's leading into it. He's leading. He changes picture. He posted like, stuff. I guess just that's just again to, to his own head. I mean, some people yeah, do that. I mean, it I, is it is like a coping mechanism. But it's weird. It's not working. It's not working. ESPN to really push it even more. But no, it it's it's overall a little weird to me. But Andrew Wiggins isn't all defensive guy. He's playing. Excellent defense. Yeah. He's not. He's not all defense. So why is Tatum he's not a scrub. struggling so hard against Wiggins? 
I think it's with the, uh, I think it's by design. He's trying to kind of like rein in like that mom mentality thing while also balancing the fact that like you know he's making the right reads. You know, like there's a reason he had 13 assists in that game one. You know, like he's you want him to obviously shoot more and be more of your volume scorer. But like if he's making the plays and like yeah, obviously in the last game he had what six turnovers. He wasn't handling that pressure as well as he would have otherwise. But yeah, man. I mean, I feel dirty for even pretending to defend Tatum. You know, because fuck Boston. So. I want to kind of talk about this because it's funny and like it was a major storyline before and after the game. But this Draymond podcast kerfuffle, us being in the podcasting industry, <laughs> you know, Draymond's basically our peer. I mean, he's our colleague. We'll probably network with him at some point. So like, we'll, we'll, show show we'll show him how it's done. We'll show him how it's done. We got you know what I mean? we, we, like, we vets now. You know what? He's he's all about the podcasting life. He's like, yo, win, lose, draw, y'all gonna get this podcast. He said that I was like, yo, this is a man that knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? That's what you gotta do. So that's my take on it. I think yo, it was overblown. When you when you get to play with it. Steph Curry, bro, you are fucking bulletproof, bro. He do, he can say whatever the <laughs> fuck he want, bro. He don't care, bro. He got the fucking best shooter of all time on his team, bro. I feel like this- with Steph. He's like with Draymond. What do you realize when we had Steph as a teammate? It's like, all right, you know what? For our team to meet the trash talk quota, Steph's not gonna bring his share. I'm gonna trash talk for him. You know what I mean? And now we're here a decade later. That's my take on it. You know, he's talking enough for everybody on the boss. Draymond running state. around, bro. Draymond is running around like he's fucking Suge Knight, bro. Fucking untouchable <laughs> in the fucking industry and shit. Like he, like. I, this podcast shit, like, I feel like if any other player did this, they would not get away with it, bro. It's because Draymond Green has the rings with Steph, and he's still playing on a team with Steph. He could jack it, you know? Like, I, I'm not I'm not defending it. I'm just saying he played with the best player that we've probably ever seen, best shooter of all time. Draymond so. is yeah, extremely smart. smart. That dude's smart as hell, and he sees what's going on. He, he knows he's not playing at that level. He knows he's about to be 33 this year, so... I think he's playing oh. chess. I think he's he's loading it. He's loading it up. Setting up the he's career. Those Setting up the in the podcast. That's what everybody's talking about. So it's everyone's tuning Char- in. Charles Barkley did exactly. You know I mean? So next so. year or whatever year in a cut next couple that he retires, he got the podcasting game. He's gonna get the bag from that. That'll turn. And he already got the rings and shit. Exactly. Like yo, honestly, if the Warriors don't win this, like yeah, it sucks. But like, and what else is he supposed to be doing? Like he's in his room talking, and that's that's it. Like. MJ is MJ Scotty fucking the whole Bulls team was was doing ten times more distracting things than than a podcast. Come on, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know we're all on the same page because like I was just like I mean yo you you can't have no player empowerment if you're not gonna like like let these guys talk bro this is what this is what we want this is what we want we want to hear like could you imagine while MJ was playing we could get a pot of him talking about his thoughts. Exactly. Like while the finals are happening, there's no media to stop him. These are his unfiltered thoughts. Like, exactly. I, I'm sorry, man. I love basketball. Keep, keep it going. I almost feel like it was a like I don't know. I have no way to quantify, it, but it almost feels like a boomer centric criticism. Yeah. Like, yo, Draymond should just shut the fuck up after a and loss. Dribble, shut up and dribble. Just go home. That entry thing is actually really good because we'd be listening to it right now. Like, 30 years exactly. later, we would be listening Yo, and to that's it. The thing. That's why people gobbled up the fucking Last Dance documentary, because it gave us that all-looking That's access. all the information we had. Yes, that exactly. That wasn't available in real time at the time. And that's why even people, like, tr- triple our age, double our age, tuned into The Last Dance, because it was mad shit in there that wasn't, like, known beforehand. And now we're in the new era. We're like, yo, we are low-key blessed that these athletes are giving us this content and, like, giving us a look into... You know, obviously they don't. We don't Bro, know if this is their real person, but they're giving us a better look inside than we would otherwise. He's a part know? of the. They're team. also they're one of the best teams in the last ten. The best team in the last decade. Exactly. And he's the guy speaking to and giving us stories like that. I'm all for it. 
Bro, they're also calling out all the fucking stupid-ass anchors that, on their bullshit, like Stephen A. Smith, the amount of times he's gotten called out in the last few weeks. Bro, CJ McCollum shows up on first take for like 20 minutes just to roast Stephen A. Smith and dip. Like, they're calling, bro, they're literally like, play the tape. We know what you said. Like, it's the shit that we've been screaming at the TV for Shout years. Shout out JJ but now there's Shout out JJ Reddick. You feel me? I'm, I'm all for this. Even Patrick Beverly, bro. I, why are you nah, guys complaining? Nah, nah, nah. I want to hear. I love, bro. Just give me more bullshit, bro. There's no reason Patrick Beverly should be on my screen. I want to hear his bullshit, bro. I want to hear all the if, drama, if you're bro. Gonna, listen, if you're going to be a defensive specialist, you're going to talk shit. You need to have at least two rings. You know what I mean? <laughs> Patrick Beverly is not that guy. He's not Draymond. Get out of here. Let, let <laughs> him represent the garbage of the NBA, Yo, bro. I, they got a voice, too. I like that. I like that. <laughs> they got a voice too. Like trash, trash has a voice too. I see it. I why am I picturing just like Max Kellerman holding yeah. a mic up to a dumpster? <laughs> what do you think? O- Oscar the Grouch fucking comes out and shit like my boy Patrick Beverly and I used to shoot hoops at Rucker Park. God damn. Alright. Um so do we want to talk about the basketball aspect about Draymond? Because interesting enough, kind of a spicy storyline was Steve Kerr benching Draymond at the end of the fourth and I you know that aforementioned move of like sliding clay onto the three and then having him guard Jalen for a bit for a couple minutes was actually like obviously Steph was doing Steph things but then that defensive adjustment was crucial and then Kerr wisely brought Draymond back in to close out and clinch the game so what do y'all take about that and just it's kind of the same combo but it's like he had announced Looney was out of the starting line put Otto Porter in and a lot of people interpret that to mean that he was just trying to lessen the impact of Draymond's offensive, you know, incompetence. You know what I mean? Like the very fact that this motherfucker can't shoot, so we can't, we got to separate him and Kevon Looney. What do y'all think of just all that going on with Draymond in, in basketball-wise? You know what I mean? Like, do you think it's smarter for Kerr to like lessen his minutes and even embrace Draymond not playing crucial fourth quarter minutes like he did in this game uh, victory that they just had, game four victory they just had? Uh, I mean, go ahead. I say like this again. I, I, this is the third time I'm gonna say it today. This is what separates the boys from the men. Like Steve Kerr as a coach, up, he is man. one of the. <laughs> he is one to. of the. the last Steve, two times I just missed it. Just... Steve, Steve Kerr is literally one of the greatest coaches and showing that like the adjustments that he's making in in real time and he knows his players. He understands. That's why he has a pulse on this team. And you know, a lot of people want to always be like, "Nah, Steve Kerr just got blessed into his lap with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond." Mark Jackson had these same pieces. Steve Kerr comes in the next year, makes the adjustments, adds another player like KD. Usually you don't see, like, even when LeBron, uh, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh, big three, came together, they did not adjust as quickly as Steph Curry, KD, and Clay. They adjusted ASAP and won a ring that year. Steve Kerr knows what he's doing. So I, I love the decision. I Draymond needs to be better, man. To quote his mom, like, what the fuck is he doing out here, man? That's not like, my baby. Wait, bro, when you're recognize that man. When your mom is roasting you, come on, bro. Like, listen, like, open your ears, Draymond. Like, I mean, to, to, I think the fact that they won the game at the end should answer the question, but I think right. it also doubles down on why he needs to be podcasting because his time is almost his time, <laughs> his time is almost up. You know what I mean? But it also speaks to the greatness of Steph Curry because. A lot of people used to speak to the fact that he couldn't be a winner by being a ball dominant guard and handling the ball like in in and out. He needs to the ball needs to be moving. It needs to go through Draymond and Clay and back to Steph, so he get that wide open three. But 
we're seeing we're seeing his evolution in his 30s where he's capable of still handling the rock and shooting it burning exactly them, bro. he's been he doesn't burning these guys a lot of people a lot of basketball nerds were just like what would stuff look like in a james harden system where he would just be able to pick and roll people to death mm-hmm. right and then i feel like this series credit to Kerr, yeah, to your point, Mo, that like he's Im- finally embracing that out of necessity, you know yeah. what I mean? Bro, Before they per- could do the, you know, like, uh, feast, not feast for family, but like pick your poison offense where you had multiple options, spread the ball around. Now they kind of need stuff to be like James Harden-esque, yeah. you know, ha- like handle and dominate the ball, you and know? So he, he picked, he picked, the, doing it at he this picked the best, Steve picked the best moment to do it while he's hot, you know what I mean? Like as hot exactly. as he could get in an NBA Finals game, you know, hitting, hitting about 40 points and then taking Draymond out and, uh, you know, Draymond just be fouling. That's all he does. You know what I mean? Like, shot. I mean, Draymond, Bro, a lot is, of Draymond calls. is a big reason why they won their other titles. But this year is different. And, you know, no disrespect to what he's done in the past. But this year, Draymond is not the same. You know what I mean? So, I, I think it was the right move for Steve Kerr to do. And they, they got the W. And that's 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 all that matters at the end of the day. Feelings aside, doesn't matter. I think I think they've, they've been together enough where I don't think Draymond would be slighted by that and he'd understand it. And I, I haven't listened to the podcast. I don't know if he had a podcast afterwards to, to talk about this. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but I, I'm curious on if he, if you know, if he's going to talk about it later or maybe even post game, we'll have our post game. Uh, I don't know if he talked, we'll about have it. our, we'll have our Draymond podcast synopsis episode sometime soon. We'll do, we'll do a roundup. We'll, bro, we'll, I'll, I'll shoot him a text. I'll get him on, bro. What you talking about? He's our peer. That's text. what he was talking I about. I thought he just right? said voice memos where he just yelled. Like, <laughs> him and Meek Mill, that's how they communicate. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think I, uh, that wraps us up for our predictions for Game 5, right? Um, Actually, no, did we get official, like, I, I think Golden State's going to win. Well, wh- I, what y'all think? I, I sprinkled that in there. I, I did agree with you. Right, like, I think you enough of their I think it's going to be a close matchup, yeah. but I think Golden State's finally going to gonna. You think it'll be close by or you? <sighs> yeah, I actually do think it's going to be close. I, I have a feeling it's going to be close. Right, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking dubs by double digits, at least. That's my prediction. Fuck this it. is probably going to be a seven-game series. You know, I, I think I think that's, that's what I'm praying out. for. I think my, my – my, or I originally said going saying six. I'm going to stick with it. So, fuck it. That's that's like where I'm going with my prediction. I think they blow the doors off of them in uh, game five, and then game six is a close, and they win it in Boston in front of all the – you know, for of all the Mitt Romney motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was Massachusetts. Massachusetts he was the center of Massachusetts, right? Right? No? For a second? I remember. Governor of Massachusetts? Uh, whatever. He, the, fact, the fact that he represented both Utah and Massachusetts in some ways is a lot about, you know, Mitt Romney. Our country? Yeah, our <laughs> country. Yeah, and also, you know, the Caucasoid faction. I thought Nafi was about to hit me with the, your country, not mine. Not my country. <laughs> not our country. We just live here. <laughs> uh, any Knicks news that we want to cover in this episode? It, it is a Knicks podcast, after all. Is it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, a bunch of workout videos of Julius Randle in the gym and fans saying, like, it's okay, Randle, come back. Like, no, okay. please do not come it's back. It's an interesting rumor that the Bulls see, might be getting into the Mitchell Robinson race. Uh, we might need to touch on that a little bit more in our next episode, but uh, I thought that was spicy or kind of funny. Just the fact that like, I remember vividly recalling Bulls fans hating Mitch because he's the one that like fouled Patrick, Patrick Williams, Williams. Yep. and they're like, "Oh, Vucevic is a much better center." I saw that from fans, Bulls fans at the time. Literally, your general manager is trying to replace Vucevic with our center. So get the fuck out of my face, Chicago fans. You know what I mean? Like the the dollar store R.J. Barrett and Demar Derozan, fucking. <laughs> fuck <them. laughs> Anything else? Is that enough Knicks talk? Yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> we, we, that appeal to masses? I mean, there, there's so much going on on Twitter about potential trade packages. I don't think it's worth our time to really get no, it. No, no. Th- this is the yeah, worst. Full swing of the draft. Yeah. You know, it's all draft workout stuff, and we'll definitely get to that. We, we got a couple of prospects we're eyeing, at least, from our podcast. This is that weird part of the season where, like, teams are involved in every name, so people are just cranking the trade machines without thinking about, like, reality and whatnot. I don't, I don't like to get delve into that because it's just – it's not – you got to be realistic with yourself. And, like, I don't know. Like, I, I get that a lot of people don't understand the draft, but this is a great time to, like, learn about other players. Like, you know, broaden your horizons. A lot of these people do Watch the NBA, man. Watch the fucking finals. Why are y'all so concerned about the Knicks? Like, basketball fan, I recommend it. Watch it back. Yeah, these, like Knicks fans, I, but I swear, bro, majority of Knicks fans only watch Knicks games. Like, yeah, I, I, I appreciate the love, I, but... I appreciate this fight. This is the educating the masses part of, of Nickish that you're doing right now. I like it's it. a couple non-experts educating, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The U.S. education system right there. So your guys' homework, watch game five of the finals. Doi, like... What's <laughs> time number two? Enjoy it while you're watching. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's gonna be a bunch of tweets on Twitter like LeBron better. That, that's what these kids. That's what all they want to do Steph now, better. bro. They just tweet yeah. Steph right now, looking like Steph better. Agreed. Not all time, but you know, currently he's yeah. playing. He's playing I'll well, man. Bro, I'm just saying, Matt. Steph in the beginning of the season was in the MVP conversation. His play really decreased after he broke the record, and yeah. it's right back up, man. It's right where it needs to be. So. He did It'll just be an, enough it, to, like, get the passing grade, and he's like, all right, I'm going to just, like, give, the, give up. Yeah, he he might get that Clay Thompson meme, you know, with the, <laughs> off the bench. When you do nothing on a group project. That's actually Clay Thompson now, yeah. ironically. You see how that meme <laughs> fa- became full circle? Yeah. <laughs> Shit crazy. <laughs> all right. I, I think there you have it. Thank you all list for listening to this edition of Nickish. Make sure you give us that five-star review on Spotify and Apple, and check out our website, nick-ish.com. Get yourself a hat or hoodie today. Again, we got more apparel along the way. Make sure you look out for that. Mm-hmm. And give us that follow on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish Show. Until next time, take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.